What's up, rich friends? Welcome to Net Worth and Chill with me, your host, Vivian Tu, aka your rich BFF and your favorite Wall Street girly. So back in college, every Friday and Saturday night, my roomies and I would start getting ready to hit the town at around 8 p.m. or so. And I hope they're listening because in my life, there have been some undeniable truths. One, if you're someone who does their makeup sitting down in front of a full-length mirror, aka me, you know how to fight. Two, nothing cures heartbreak like a little red lip and a little black dress. And three, if my winged eyeliner isn't even on both eyes, we're not going out. And I will guarantee that nobody else has a good time either. I'm not even joking about the last one. My friends knew that if my eyeliner wasn't perfect, they'd have to wait for me to remove, reapply, remove, reapply until I literally felt like my eyelids were bleeding, but I'd finally get it right. And I'm not the only one who loves makeup. In 2021, the beauty industry was worth $511 billion, over half a trillion dollars. And it's predicted to exceed $716 billion by 2025. Unfortunately for me, my makeup skills have not really gotten much better since college, but so many of my girlfriends seem to know exactly how to contour, highlight, conceal their faces so that they look picture perfect. And it's no surprise, a lot of them learn how to do so on YouTube. So today I've enlisted the help of two of the internet's biggest, funniest, and most influential makeup artists. Please welcome Manny MUA and Laura Lee. Hi, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. Oh, I am so excited to be <laughs> chatting with you both today. You know, I told you this before we even started recording. You are both even more beautiful in person. You guys, their skin is perfect. <laughs> Thank you. Yours too. You know, you know what? That's just because the quality of the camera is not that oh. good. <laughs> it's that it's that 720 HP. We yeah, have a level right. 720. <laughs> But I'd love to just get a quick rundown of how you both got into makeup. Was it something that you were always passionate about, always good at? Like, frankly, I really only started wearing a lot of makeup on nights out during college. So I've never been great. I personally have always wore a lot of makeup. I even have pictures of me in the fourth grade with powder blue eyeshadow from Y2K era. My mom wore a lot of makeup and my older sister wore a lot of makeup. So naturally, I loved hair, makeup, beauty, skin, all of it. I just fell right in line as always like since day one. I would even say my mom and sister loved makeup more than me and I'm the one that came, became a beauty guru. So... I was born into it, truly born into it. And I carry the legacy for my family. I Amazing. love it. And my mom was one of those moms. Uh, sorry, may I need to cut you off. <laughs> no, please do it. Do it. But you know how some moms are like, don't allow their daughters or dads don't yeah. allow their daughters to wear makeup until they're a certain age. I think that's a pretty normal thing. My mom was literally like in fourth grade. Girl, go. Have fun. <laughs> do it all. And like, I think it's part of why I am who I am today. Because my mom was so free about it. That's awesome. I love that. No, I, um, my, I didn't actually start my makeup journey until I was in my early 20s. I didn't, uh, my mom has always been a glam girl. My grandma uh, was a hairstylist. So I've always been around like glam my whole life. And it's always been something fascinating to me. I would always watch my mom glam in the morning before school. So it was fun for me, but I didn't get into it until I was in my early 20s when I was playing with like drag and cross-dressing. It was like Halloween once. I, me and my friends decided to be the Sailor Scouts from Sailor Moon. And I was Sailor Mercury. And my friend did my makeup because I didn't know what I was doing. And I felt so pretty. I was like, this is so fun. But I didn't like having to wear a wig, the dress, the heels, everything else was too hard. 
I was like, I can't do this. I can't, I don't want to be, I don't want to be doing this. So I ended up kind of loving the makeup portion of what I was doing, not necessarily everything else. So that's technically why I'm just like not a drag queen. I'm just a person who likes to play with makeup and be androgynous and play with the features of the face. So that's why I got into it was kind of drag got me into it. Yeah. Wait, quick question. How long would you guys say it takes you to do like a full face of makeup? So me and Manny differ on this big heavily, time heavily. because there's one thing about Manny that I envy so badly. He doesn't have to do hair. Mm-hmm. Right. So I always have to cut out 30 to 45 minutes for hair. So like I have to be really fast at makeup or else we're three hours in because I have all this hair that I have to do. So I, Manny, how fast can I probably do a full face? Laura can like literally do a full glam in like 45 minutes. 40 exactly. minutes? I'm talking like, I'm talking full painted, full coverage lash on makeup like eyes done liner on laura can get it all done in like 40 minutes yep and then i probably do 30 minutes hair mm-hmm. i love that i made manny answer the question for me that's how well we know each other it's i know we just went to coachella <laughs> and i know that too well because it takes me like i would say the amount of time laura takes to do both me do the one so it's taking me oh, about wow. like okay. an hour 15 to do a full face oh yep. wow mm-hmm. okay so we finish around the same time but i'm fully we do <laughs> But sure do. Do. in different ways. I have a very large <laughs> face, so there's a lot of areas to cover. <laughs> a lot of area. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit the, the makeup industry is enormous, right? But like, how do you guys decide what products are worth the money and what isn't? Oh my gosh, that's such a good question. I feel like for me now with what we do in the makeup world, I think that for me, it's about quality of the product when it comes to what the brand stands for. Like a lot of the times now brands are coming out with stuff that's really good. Like you're not going to see like crappy stuff as often as you did 10 years ago, 10 years ago, brands like weren't held accountable to things. Now with social media, with TikTok, with Instagram, YouTube, people are like, brands are like, Oh shit. Like if it's not good, people are going to find out. Like, so I think that now every brand like comes out with great bangers, but now it's, it's more about uh, the brand story, the people behind the brand, what kind of things the brand stands for? Are they trying to be conscious of the environment? Things like that. Like I do take that into account now. Whereas before I was like, does it work? Does it cover up my face? Does it make my pores look small? You know? Why do you think that is? That just like these days, like why is makeup so much better? Aside from like customers being like, uh, this caused me to break out into a rash. Like, is it all just like chemically similar? Or like, what's the chemistry behind that, I guess? I think it's the communication through social media. Before we didn't have that at all. You know what I mean? We bought what everybody else was using, whether it was good or bad and what was on trend. And we kind of did that. And now people have a voice, like the consumer has a voice, influencers have a voice and they'll tell you what they really think about it. So like Manny was saying, I think it forced 
forced all the makeup brands to really step it up a notch because they didn't want those bad reviews online, which were mm. easily coming out. Um, so I think it forced the injury industry as a whole to step it up and then like as Manny was saying what do they stand for you know the people behind the brand also made them step it up behind the scenes as well and like actual ingredient stories as well so I think that as you continue on like let's say you find out ingredients like things like talc might not be as great for your face yeah. if you're putting it everywhere so people might be taking away talc ingredients and adding mica to it instead so it's like things like that that make small changes that overall add to the quality of makeup rising but I do think that's so insightful that what you guys have both just shared, like brands are literally afraid mm-hmm. of de-influencing. Oh, oh my God, yeah, literally. definitely. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> Let's de-influence today. Yeah, I was just going to ask, what is, the, what is each of your guys's, like, if you could pick one product to de-influence, you think it's just so overrated, overpriced, just not worth it, like mm-hmm. one. Let me think about that because there's, I have a bunch. That yeah, me too, me too. I feel like there's, there's a lot. I feel like I literally just did a video. Of oh, so like I got a bunch of stuff that I hate. Oh my gosh. I just did a de-influencing video. So I'm trying to think of something Dang, I talked like, about. Oh, you know, one thing that everybody loved in 2016, cause you know, makeup's evolved since 2016. Yeah. We used to do the heavy full glam. It's something I loved in 2016 and despised buys now and it's the kvd locket tattoo foundation that stuff is plaster okay it is and it's plaster but you know if you love it you love it It, no, no one should take it personal that i don't love it anymore but i used it the other day just for fun just to see and i could not believe that i used that as my foundation i'm like my skin why not just show some Skin. Skin. So I'm so happy. Yeah, thank you. In 2023, we're embracing a little more skin mm. ourselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it had its moment. It had its moment. What about you, man? Yeah, I think for me, it'd be the one thing that I think that is a little overhyped and a little overrated are like the Charlotte Tilbury ones, like the the beauty ones, oh. like the blush and highlighter ones. Careful, man. I know, but like I, I they they stick to my face, you guys. Like I don't know what it is. I cannot get them to work where you put it on and it like moves around. Like I literally will put a dot on, and if I don't blend away that dot immediately, it's a dot. Yeah, and I'm like, stuck. I'm so confused, like why it's doing that. And there's not a lot of product in there either. Mm -hmm. I feel you. I feel you. Those are good ones. Those are really, really good ones. And a quick pivot, you know, talking about the chemistry behind makeup. You know, I did a little stalking before this call and found that both of you guys have your own makeup lines. And, you know, Manny, you have Lunar Beauty. Laura, you have Laura Lee Los Angeles. What inspired you guys to create your own product? And how do you feel like being makeup gurus on social media has really helped contribute to that? build out of those companies. I don't want to speak for many, but I feel like we kind of always wanted to do that. Like it was, Mm -hmm. I think it was always like in the back of our mind, but it was something so big that I, and maybe Manny too, like didn't really feel like there was ever a time where that was going to happen because of the amount of money and power and connections it takes to do that. But once we had made it online specifically for 
makeup, it nothing could possibly make any more sense than us creating our own. I know we both love to create. Mm-hmm. I know we had both done collabs with makeup brands. So we had our toes wet mm-hmm. in doing it. We had some experience. We had been reviewing makeup for years and years and years. So we knew what was good. We knew what was, was bad. We knew how to make good makeup. And when the time was right, I mean, the market exploded as well, which helped us because we both created our brands as indie brands on our own with mm-hmm. zero investor investors self-funded wait Laura can I ask about that Mm -hmm. you guys both self-funded like Mm -hmm. you know creating a makeup brand is not cheap you have to obviously buy ingredients production you know marketing everything you guys really said like we're all in on this we were, we were both all in on our makeup lines. Still to this day, they're self-funded makeup lines mm-hmm. and we're all in on them. And that's how passionate we are about it and wanting to do it and make it happen. Were you guys scared to do that? Because, you know, I'm assuming ostensibly like you guys are massive creators, have these, you know, killer brand partnerships. You make great money. Were you ever worried for a second? Like, I'm going to take all of this money that I've made and put it into this, you know, my baby, this brand, and it's not going to work? A hundred percent i was shook i'm also not wanting to speak for laura but i think we can both say we were like holy crap like that first (laughs) launch is literally like you feel like you're about to give birth like truly i felt like i was in an epidural the full thing i'm like you guys let's do this come on let's do the 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 lamaze breathing i feel like for me and laura too like it felt like more of like our final form like an evolution where it was like we started off as influencers then we started doing brand partnership collaborations and then it became having our own brand like it just felt like a correct trajectory for what we were doing and since it was something that we were so passionate about and what we were using for years and years and years like literally like we review products for a living we know what is good and we wanted to provide things to people that you knew was coming from a good place and not just like this random conglomerate ceo that's just like just give us your money we don't care what is inside we came from a place that was like you guys like we made this specifically for you and for us because we are creators and we know what works well yep exactly what manny said that part (laughs) part. (laughs) you guys obviously have so much history and like you guys mentioned like you very literally were reviewing product for a living it feels like these days everybody and their mother is dropping a skincare line or a beauty line like you know and i'm not going to name names but there was in fact a lip color gloss situation that I bought that completely pilled and was disgusting. Uh, But does it bother you when celebrities or people who aren't makeup professionals or don't, you know, don't know the first thing about makeup create their own lines? Because that would bother me. I guess this is my thing. Whenever it feels more like a cash grab, my only thing that bothers me is like, I understand you're doing maybe makeup and skincare because the market's so big right now, but why not do something that you're passionate about instead, instead of do the cash grab? Because there's so many, you know, like Selena's makeup line and all that out there. That's definitely not a cash grab. Like it's, I mean, you can tell when it's not, Mm -hmm. you can tell when it is, but I guess my only thing, whenever you feel like it really is just a cash grab and it's shitty product, it's like, why not just do something that you're passionate about instead? That's how I felt too. I feel the exact same way. I think that whenever I see it, it's not that I'm like, I remember back in the day, I I used to get more annoyed. I was like, oh my God, not another one. Like it seems so like, why are you in the space that like, let's say we've been in for years and years and years, like putting in that work. And then you just like, it's like when, it's like when music artists get annoyed that influencers create a song. It's like, really? (laughs) That's literally like, that's not a bob, like that's trash. So it's kind of like that same thing where, but on our side of it being more in the makeup world. So I, now I really don't care because I think at the end of the day, like money talks. And I think that if they have an audience 
audience for what they're creating. If their audience think that it's going to be good, great. If they don't, then they'll go somewhere else and find something different that will work for them. So I think at the end of the day, if it's a cash grab, you can tell. And I think I don't think that the cash grab brands do as well. And you can kind of tell like that beauty lines from celebrities kind of like go like this. And then they're like, oh, okay. And then you never see <laughs> hear from them again because their audience like doesn't really care about them selling makeup or skincare. I think everything is like 10 times more transparent than it used to be, like what Manny was saying. Before, it was like a little under wraps when it was a cash grab. And some people behind the scenes would be like cash grab. And now people know. They can see through it. I also feel like people on the internet are like the FBI. Like how? CIA. (laughs) It's crazy. It's crazy. But honestly, I'm over here watching. Yes, tell me more. Tell me more. Tell me more. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media. Source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. You guys, I'm curious, you know, this the show is entirely about money. I'd love to know what is the most expensive product mm. that either of you have ever bought mm. and was it worth it? In makeup specifically? Or in life. You're asking that why? Because it feels like you want to talk skincare or hair care? I don't I think makeup would probably be the most expensive, I think. Because I don't think I've bought any crazy. Hmm. I'm trying to think too. I'm like, I feel like in life my house. Uh <laughs> <laughs> in life, my house is my most expensive thing. Um, and then in makeup, I would say it's the really high-end, high-end, high-end uh, skincare. There's high-end uh, skincare and foundation. So there's like these brands called like La Mer, La Prairie. There's these brands that have these really high-end things that are way way overpriced or like Manny please I love La Mer yeah. Am I, like what's going on no it's on? great no it's fantastic like like they have good stuff I just okay. think that there's things that can do a similar thing unless you're literally mm-hmm. using like Augustinus Bader who's a very high-end skincare line that has literal like stem cells in it like that will make a difference but if you're not doing things that have that dramatic results then it's like you're really paying for the name a lot of the time okay so the augustinus bader is what i'm getting i love yes this was also a ploy for me to ask for recommendations (laughs) yes (laughs) laura what's the product that you got i'm curious the la prairie i think this is a 280 dollars foundation i think it's one of the top five most expensive foundations in the world Mm. and it it has skincare in it and that's why it has like skin caviar blah 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 for instance <laughs> in it mm-hmm. it's foundation yeah. it's literally foundation and no one should ever be spending 280 i did this for a review for my business so that's why i bought it but no one should ever be talked into buying a 280 dollar foundation <sighs> When you have Mario for 42 over here uh-huh. doing the same thing. And those drugstore ones that look just as amazing too. We love. We love. 
we love the reality of, you know, hey, you don't have to buy the most expensive product to have the most beautiful makeup face beat. 100%. What would you guys say is the biggest makeup mistake you've made? It can either be a trend, it can either be something you regret buying, just like any sort of mistake. I just want to make sure that anybody listening does not repeat your mistake. Mm. I think I used to, in 2016, got really heavy into the dip brow era. I don't know if you remember Anastasia dip brow. Oh, or yeah. I remember it well. I remember it very well. A bucky brow. And a lot of days I had really good brows, but I look back at some pictures and I look extremely masculine because, I um, mean, if that's the look you're going for, but that wasn't the look I was going for. I was actually going for a soft feminine look, but I had these huge blocked off unnatural brows. <laughs> Manny can attest to it. Okay. And I can't even laugh. 2016 was hard for Laura. Hey, listen, we're all learning Mm -hmm. and growing. And it was the trend, you know, it was the trend. Some days I executed it, a lot of days I didn't. And I just feel like now, like a softer brow on me is better. So I feel like that's one trend that kind of got me. It got you together. Cool. I used to, um, a trend that I used to do, which I'm like, I'm not doing this really anymore, was using the concealer I use underneath my eyes, like a normal like brightening concealer. And I would carve out the top of my eyebrows with that same concealer. And it would look like I have this like white streak above my eyebrow mixing in with my foundation color. And I'm like, what am I doing? Looking back, I'm like, why did I carve out my brow to look like a little... Like a little Roblox character. Like it just wasn't, it wasn't the vibe. It literally looked like a little Lego. So I no longer do anything like that. Like that's, I go, I I still go heavy on the glam. I definitely do. Like I'm still a full coverage girl, but I want it to look very well done and not overly done when I'm doing it. I love that. Mm. And I wanted to share a really interesting kind of like concept that I don't know if you guys have heard of before, but you have, I'm sure, seen the headlines. People are pretty concerned about the economy right now. Mm -hmm. And they're actually this really weird phenomenon called the lipstick indicator. Um, Leonard Lauder, obviously one of the heirs to the Estee Lauder cosmetics company, he essentially found that when the economy does worse, beauty sales do better because since people can't buy big luxuries like a new TV or a vacation, they'll pick up a small treat like a lip gloss or a new perfume as that little like dopamine hit. And if you guys had to name one product that is the best bang for your buck, what would it be? This is like, you are in a recession, you can buy one product. Well, you know, the Lunar Beauty lip glosses. <laughs> Man, he's like, plug. Well, um, now that you mention it, no, actually, you, you know what's crazy? Like, you, you mentioned that. Like, I actually agree with that because when I launched my first blush palette in 2021, like, right when you guys, it was pandemic, it was spooky. Mm-hmm. Uh, it literally was like in the middle of the pandemic. And I was like, dude, like the fact that we had to launch it right now, I was so freaked out, I was stressed. I literally sold out of all my units in one day. And that's never happened to me with the launch before. And that was during the pandemic. And I truly thought like we were screwed, screwed. I'm like, yeah. I just put all this money into it. Luckily people saw it, they wanted it, they bought it. And I couldn't believe that I sold out so quickly. And if I knew, I would order more. <laughs> But um, I would say one thing that I really think that is important and thing, something I'll always continue to buy is SPF. I will always mm. invest in products that have SPF in it, at least SPF 40 and above. I'm talking like maybe even the It CC cream, the Elf CC cream, like anything that's going to make sure my skin is protected is so important to me and hydrated. So I'll always invest. It doesn't matter where I'm at. I will always be getting SPF sunscreen, tinted moisturizer kind of vibes. I hope my future mother-in-law hears this and she uses like SPF 15 and like the tanning oil and I'm like, "Mm." 
Not enough. It's not it's enough. Here. Okay. No. Um, for me, just a product. Like if I'm not like today, right now, the only product as far as makeup, I have moisturizer on, but as far as makeup coverage I have on my face is a concealer. So like if I'm doing a no makeup look like today, the only actual, like I have a clear gloss on, I have sunscreen on, which is my moisturizer mixed together. But the only actual makeup I have on is my NARS Soft Matte Complete Concealer in the shade Custard. So so I would say like if you were like, girl, this is it for you. You get like one product for your yeah. face that's going to be an actual makeup. This. Bora, you and I are the same skin tone. I uh, also get custard. I love yeah. that. Why is that so exciting? That's so I'm cute like, to me. Ah. Yeah, I love we're that. Girly. Yeah, we. Do. I get the exact same one. And I also get the one in the NARS stick because I like a matte and then the not matte. The the glowy one. All after my own heart. I love that. Okay, so I've had so much fun asking you guys what your favorite stuff is, cheapest, most expensive, whatever. Let's do a lightning round of the best item for each category. Mm. And I want you to tell me roughly how much it costs because mm. um, the BFFs are very price conscious and I want to make sure that they know exactly what everything is going to be charged. Mm -hmm. So best foundation. Mario Surreal Skin 42. She knows it down to the single digit. Mine is the Too Faced Born This Way Matte, and that is also around 40 something dollars. Okay, that feels very mm -hmm. fair for a foundation. Yes, very fair, very fair. Up next is concealer. I think we already know that Laura's is the NARS concealer. That is mine. Um, how much is that? I can't remember. I believe this one could be close to the 30. I would say 30, 30. from 28 to 30 as well. Uh, mine's yeah. also the NARS, and it's tied between that one and the Hourglass Vanish concealer. Hmm, okay. Love. This one's important to me because I love a jet black, dark mm. liner, eyeliner. The Rare Beauty pin. It doesn't get any better than this. This is the best liner and I believe it's 19 to 20. Perfect. I just used an eyeliner yesterday for the first time because I just got it in PR and it's the new Danessa Myricks eyeliner. Ooh. And it's one of the best eyeliners I've ever used. It's a bristle tip, wow. which is my favorite. I like I like the tip to have like a little bit of a, br a brush tip, not felt. So I, have, I struggle yeah, with the felt too. tip liners. This one is a bristle tip, dries to a matte finish. And mm. I was blown away with how easy it was to use and with how dark it was. It's, it's hard to find a bristle tip liner that's super dark. It's so mm -hmm. hard to find that. So um, this one I was like shocked by. So right now it's the Danessa Myricks eyeliner. Nice. Love it. Eyeshadow. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and plug myself at this point. Laura, plug yourself because I'm going to plug myself too. Perfect. Guys, plug yourselves. You know, I've looked online. Your palettes look incredible, but I do want a specific palette. It can't just be like the line. Exactly. I'm doing the same thing. Laura, what's yours? So mine would be our Musical Nudes palette. This is the palette I pretty much reach for every day just because it has a lot of good neutrals in it. 36. Oh my God. You know what? I'm literally stacking my freaking palette on to my laptop. I was like, where'd my palette go? It's literally to raise my laptop, dead ass. Okay, mine is gonna be my Nude Prism eyeshadow palette. This is 48 and it literally has every neutral, incredible moment they could potentially ever need. Neutral mattes and really bright and bold shimmers. So I'm gonna go with Nude Prism. There's a Laura in there. There's a shade called Laura right there. And, it's after and there's her. also a shade called Manny right there. 
Oh my gosh. Yep. You guys named colors in your eyeshadow palettes after each other. Yes. If that's not best makeup friendship. <laughs> if that's not bestie, I don't I really don't know what is. Same. And the shade Laura is like my favorite shade in the palette too. As it should be. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna cry. You guys, wait, that's so cute. That's that's <laughs> really cute. <laughs> Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. What about blush? Um, I love it. Oh my God. I'm like so happy I'm sitting at my makeup desk. No, seriously, I'm, I'm like pulling my shit out. Okay, do you know what I literally love and I use this all the time, but I never really talk about it that much? It's the NARS Orgasm Liquid liquid Blush. It's so freaking. I have the powder. Blush. I don't have No, the dude, the liquid, liquid, I'm telling you, like it's a, a little drop goes such a long way. It looks so pretty on the skin. It has like that same kind of glow. But it's Stunning. so perfect. Like, it's crazy. Like, I use it all the time, and it lasts so long on the skin. And it's amazing, truly. For me, I would say uh, Too Faced just came out with these Cloud Kush blushes. And I feel like this is definitely my favorite shade. This one's called Head in the Clouds. And I believe this one's around 30 bucks. But yeah, it is yeah. such a pretty It just works really well for my skin tone. I would say the so, NARS is like 35. Mm -hmm. Perfect. And then lip gloss. I am, I actually just launched a brand new lip gloss and mm -hmm. it's called Nude Blossom. It has a magnetic lid and this is the cheapest thing I've actually talked about on here. It's $12. Ooh, love it. 12 is the best. We love. Super high shine, not sticky. They're amazing. It's so funny, you guys. You guys can't see this, but we are on this, you know, podcast recording and Laura and Manny are literally pulling out products, doing the thing where they put the hand and try to focus the camera. <laughs> you can tell they are YouTubers. I'm like, <laughs> I would have to honestly, so the cool thing about having brands, so this is like something me and Laura bond over too. So my lip gloss would have to be also my Lunar Beauty lip gloss and probably like Dreamy. Uh. So we we create products that we feel like can be missing in some capacity in the beauty world. Not necessarily missing, but things that we can alter to be better. So when we create things, we create it to be the best it could be. Like we want, like if I didn't love all my products, what's the point of me creating it? Truly, like if if my Lunar Beauty gloss wasn't my number one, why would I make it? So I'm very passionate about like creating products that that become my absolute favorite because I wouldn't see a point in doing it otherwise. I like that, and you know, um. Manny, mm -hmm. I saw on your YouTube, you recently made a video that was like, if, you know, a tornado hit my beauty closet mm -hmm. and I lost every single product, how would I restart my travel makeup bag? And I guess I'm curious, do you guys have any advice for all of our listeners how to build a affordable, effective beautiful makeup routine that doesn't cost a zillion dollars because I'm looking at 
Laura's closet right now and I'm seeing literally thousands of products mm -hmm. and I don't think people at home, you know, who aren't testing all of this can do that. So what do you recommend? Um, transparently, me and Manny and other beauty gurus, people should know we get our product for free. Yeah. Right. So, and people should know that because you can look at it and be like, wow, is that what I need to do good makeup? Mm -hmm. Absolutely not. None of us are paying for it. And that's the truth. Mm -hmm. So it's just not fair to even compare for an audience member to compare in that way. But I think drugstore has stepped it up immensely compared to where they used to be. And I and Manny as well, we both have so many videos on our channel called Drugstore Starter Kit. Laura, I was about and to say that. I was like, go watch Laura's in my videos of the Drugstore Starter Kits. We teach you step-by-step step at the drugstore only, like what you need to build a full makeup kit for the drugstore. And now you have brands like ColourPop, She Glam, that create also such good products that are online that run between nine and $10. I Exactly. I That's that. literally what I was going to say. Laura, hit the nail on the head. We have videos that are literally- We have Brain. We have one mind, a hive mind. We um, there's literal like drugstore. We have drugstore starter kit videos that, and we tell all the prices of the products. These are the products that, as testers of makeup, we can wholeheartedly recommend. And you guys will be shocked, and you would think that they were high end. Do you think that drugstores gotten so much better to like try and keep up with all of the brands coming out? Because I'm trying to like think through like you know walking through a drugstore aisle, and do you remember back in the day? every single person you knew had that I don't even know how to call it like the watermelon like colorway Maybelline mascara with the pink uh -huh. the pink and the green it's like all of these products like have really kind of come into their own mm. and they're starting to use things like you know what's the what's the hyaluronic acid yeah. or like these important products that these higher end brands are using. Like what would you each say is your favorite drugstore product? Mm. I have, I, like it's so hard. You know what's funny when people ask me like, what's your favorite drugstore product? I'm like, I don't know. Like I can tell you my favorite drugstore product in one category, you know? Um, but I think mm -hmm. that a big part of it is because not only are they trying to compete with higher end, but they're trying to compete with themselves. So when brands come out that are inexpensive, that are doing things that are so almost high end, for example, in the past, like Morphe was a humongous, uh, makeup line mm -hmm. that was creating these like very inexpensive things at a very great price point that worked really really well same with ColourPop, same with she glam right now uh there's a lot of brands and elf is really booming because they're creating things that have these high ingredient deck stories at a uh, lower price point so you have to see other brands like l'oreal maybelline all these other brands catching up to being like okay well we have to create products that are better now because the consumer's smarter I kind of felt like it was a monopoly before out there mm -hmm. because you kind of got what you got and there wasn't a lot of competition. And now there's competition, like Manny was just saying, across every single price range. Mm -hmm. So now they actually have to show up and compete, whereas before they kind of got to do whatever they wanted. And like all of us, we were stuck with the pink and green mascara. Right. <laughs> Literally. Amazing. We're starting to wrap up. Um, but last but not least, I love asking this question. Can each of you tell me the biggest mistake you've made building your makeup empire? And then on the flip side, what has been your greatest success? 
gosh, how long do we have? I'm just kidding. We got a lot of mistakes. Um, I feel like whenever I started specifically my makeup line, I didn't really, again, it was self-funded. I didn't have like this big team to come in and tell me all the things we were supposed to do, what we were going to do. And I didn't really have as clear of a vision as what I wanted the brand to look like. And I think that's something we grew into um, as we started developing more product and got more feedback from our audience the people who are actually purchasing our makeup until we like kind of found our name, kind of found our design and who we are. So I think too, though, spending a little time before you launch something on your complete and total vision of what you want it to be, what you want it to look like, the cohesiveness of the project is so important. And it is a step that I actually skipped. And um, I wish I didn't, but we all learn and we all grow and I'm so happy where I'm at right now. So I think um, my biggest, well, I guess, Manny, you say you're, regret okay, and yeah. i'll say um yeah, it's funny i had this one mistake that happened that literally cost me thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars was when i remember i, I launched a product and it launched in test mode what about we made the website live right so on the back end of your website you can have things like on test mode to buy it to see it goes through perfectly right so you can make sure it actually goes through it actually buys the whole thing we launched like the site to purchase in test mode not knowing that it was still clicked on the back end so when people bought the product they didn't have to pay for it so people literally bought the product and didn't pay for it because you're on they were on test mode so um i remember we had to shoot out an email that was like hey guys like you know that your cards didn't go through because it was on test mode can you please you know purchase what you like bought and a lot of people did a lot of people didn't so we just lost out on all that money because it was just like a mistake that we made that we didn't know was even a thing and that's kind of like the growing pains of having a line you don't know all these things until they happen you can never know the amount of hiccups that you could potentially have unless they literally happen to you so that was something that i remember being like okay well we'll never be on test mode again uh you know and just like all these like little things that could really mess up that you have no idea that was a mistake I made that literally cost me a lot of money. <laughs> That's a really big one. No, but yeah. I, I remember that one. Actually, I like, you just brought that one back. I'm shocked all over again, actually. No, I know. It's I even remembering, I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe that happened to me. Like, just thinking about it right now. That's part of being a small business owner right there. Things like that. I would say my biggest triumph is, triumph is, um keep going. I think, I think it's the statistic is the number of small businesses that fell in the first three years. It's just massive. Mm -hmm. And honestly, being able to keep it alive, keep going all these years through all the critiques, all the hard times, all the mistakes that you make as a small business owner. But it's tricky because we're small business owners that are completely 100% self-funded with no investors, but we have hundreds of thousands of eyes on us at the same time, mm -hmm. which a lot of small businesses don't. So it's kind of like a double-edged sword there where you can't really make a mistake but you're at the state of a person who will make a lot of mistakes because you do not have a lot of experiences in entrepreneurship but I think me and Manny both like through all the hard times through all the mistakes through all the money losses we just kept going and our brands are doing better than ever they're thriving um, even people have mentioned wanting us to collab in the future with our brands and we've done so much with them. And I think that's so hard in itself. The percentages don't lie, you know, and the amount of small businesses that don't make it in the first three years. And I think I'm six years in already. Mm -hmm. 
Go, Laura. Um, I'm like, yeah, Laura, bestie, woo! I could not agree more. And I think one of my biggest triumphs, because it felt like a full circle moment, was when I had I was in Sephora for a year. Like my brand had entered Sephora, and it was something I was just really proud of because I started my makeup, actual makeup journey in the makeup retail world, working at Sephora and said JC Penny. So when I left Sephora JCPenney, started working at Mac, started influencing full-time. Six years later, to have my own makeup line in Sephora had felt like this very insane, like full circle, like hard work pays off kind of moment where I was like, holy crap, like this is literally insane. So it's an accolade I'll cherish forever. I'm not in Sephora anymore. It was much harder than I thought it was going to be. But <laughs> but I am so proud of the experience. I've been able to do it and experience that and be like, oh my God, like I literally was, I started working at Sephora and now I had a brand in Sephora. That's awesome. A full circle. Yeah. You guys are obviously BFFs. You know, I can't wait for the Mora or Lanny collab, the, the celeb celeb name. They're so funny. That's our celeb name. Stay tuned. Literally stay tuned. Have you guys ever felt like competitive with each other? Honestly, it feels like both of you guys are, you know, speaking so much from a place of abundance and supporting each other. And like, you know, you literally named a color in each of your palettes after each other. But have has it ever been competitive? I think me and Manny, we are competitive people naturally. Like we have some competitive, but I think it's always been a lighthearted competitive competitiveness that has pushed us to do more and to do it better. If anything, I will say there is a reason we've been friends for over seven years, best friends. And it's because like, we don't have an underlying, you know, Weirdness. yeah, yeah, like some friendships, I feel like, you know, in the same industry, having both makeup lines, it can get really sticky. Mm -hmm. But honestly, before Manny comes out with a product, you better believe he's got it at my house. I'm wearing it for months. I'm giving him feedback and same for him with mm -hmm. me. I'm like, Manny, you got to try this and we help each other. But I do think we have a little bit of competitiveness, but it's all in good in like goodness. It's healthy. I think that yeah. like it keeps me, you know what it is? It's more so for me, it's not even that I feel competitive with Laura. It's that I feel like held accountable with Laura. And I see mm -hmm. like when she does things that are like uploading a lot or she's coming out with these products, I'm like, yeah, it makes me want to do it more for myself. It's not that I feel like, mm -hmm. how dare she do that? And me not. It's that, oh my God, I'm so glad that she's doing that. I need to do that as well because I know it's working or something along those lines. So I actually, for me, I don't even feel like it's a competitive. It's more of like an accountability thing where it's like, because Laura's a hard worker it's a push it's a push for me where I'm like okay I can do this too she pushes me to do more and I think that it's it, it's easy to fall into the like the competitive jealousy thing but me and Laura and Sarah so in our own lanes and that and we just like push each other more to do more things like if I felt competitive with Laura I would never be like shouting on every product and naming my products after like I would never do that you know because that's not what it is that's our, our relationship we've been friends for too long for anything like that I love I love you guys both so much. Thank you so much for being here. Please tell everyone where they can find you guys. Okay, so mine, Manny MUA 733 on all my platforms and Lunar Beauty on all of them as well. I am Larlar Lee on Instagram and you can just type in Larlar Lee anywhere on the internet <laughs> and I promise you I will appear. I've been <laughs> doing it, Manny as well, for like 10 years mm -hmm. now. So type in Larlar Lee on YouTube, TikTok, anywhere and you will find me. Amazing. Thank you guys so much for being on the show. Thank you for having Thank us. You. It was so much fun. So fun. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of Net Worth and Chill. If you like this episode, make sure to leave a rating and a review and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Got a financial question you want answered in the future? You can leave me a voicemail or text me at 908-858-3410. 
Make sure to follow me at Yarvich BFF across social media for even more relatable financial content. Special thanks to my team at Audioboom, as well as Range Media and WME. See you next week. Bye.